good whenever. You're unmuted. Hey, we're unmuted. Thank you guys for joining us tonight. Uh, we did have a momentary delay. I think it was called a train in Terre Haute. Uh, that's what set us back just a few minutes, but uh, we're excited that you're with us. This is our first ever live stream event. And from what I'm viewing on the iPad in front of me, it seems to be working. So let us know. Uh, there's a chat feature there. So if there's something happening or, or going on, uh, you can let us know. Uh, the cameraman, Seth, is, is right at it. He can alter things, fix things, turn things up, down, whatever needs to happen uh, as time goes on. Remember, this is a work in progress. Um, if you didn't know, you can jump on the YouTube feed right there from our website. And if you do that, you can log in and actually chat along with us. Uh, maybe an opportunity at the end for you to interact with us, ask some questions, things like that as time goes on. So uh, just, just know that. Uh, I've got Dave Butts here with me from Harvest Prayer Ministries. And so he and I will get started here in just a second. But I wanted to give you guys a little bit of information upcoming, things that we're doing. I want to remind you that well, next time we'll be live should be Sunday p.m. We're going to have one worship service. We went all in your pajamas. It's a pajama Sunday. So have fun with that. Wake the kids up, you know, at 930, feed them a bowl of cereal and then, uh, or maybe some donuts in honor of Donut Sunday and uh, come on and into the living room and turn on the TV and, and join us for worship. Um, we know that some people have difficulty with that, but we know some of you have been watching TV preachers for many, many, many years. So I'm not nearly as good as any of those, but we hope that you'll tune in to be a part of that with us. We have some exciting things to share with you um, coming up. Kristen said there's no sound. She just sent me a message because no there was sound. I heard me. You are also getting sound. Well, if anyone else is online and can hear me, let us know. So that way we know whether or not it is working for sure before we continue on. Because well, we have sound in. Ah, there we go. Someone else texted me. Oh, it's good now. Kristen said. The joys of live internet television, figuring things out. So you're good, Seth. Um, share this link with other people. Uh, this video should be posted shortly after we're done. So you'll be able to share uh, this information with other people as time goes on. It will be very encouraging. Um, I guess one of the things that we want, this is all said and done tonight. You're on the internet already. Hop onto your Facebook page and spread some encouragement. Um, there's so much negativity all over the internet right now with everything. So hop on, post your favorite verse. I just post something fun. Your family's done. Be encouraging to those people. Um, there are so many people still working um, that are just getting slammed. If you've been to a grocery store or anything like that, those poor people are getting destroyed at their jobs right now um, and no encouragement from anyone. And so just any opportunity you have, try to find somebody to encourage um, today because remember uh, this, this guy named Jesus said something to this effect in Matthew 5. You are the light of the world. He's talking about us, his followers. And in this darkness that we're living in right now, we have to shine his light everywhere we go. Don't forget that. Don't get caught up in the negativity that's, that's all around us right now. Uh, even if we are discouraged, even if we do feel a little saddened by what's happening, we have hope. Um, and that hope is not in this world. And we must remember that. Weeks ago, month and a half ago, Dave, I gave you a call and uh, uh, eventually we got in touch with each other and we decided, hey, let's have this prayer meeting at our church on Thursday night, March 19th. Uh, we'll talk about prayer in our church and working on our prayer ministry and things like that. Um, did you have any idea that this is what we would be doing? Absolutely no idea. Of course, uh, God's in charge and he had... He was not taken by surprise. No, no he definitely was not. Uh, we are just grateful that we have this platform 
in order to do this um, and share this with you. So I guess, Dave, I know you are well-connected in the world of prayer. Um, you've led national, international prayer movements and things like that. Um, so in a moment like this, um, as we don't really know what's happening, we really don't. Uh, the information is still coming in. What can we believe? What can't we believe? Um, what do we do? As followers of Christ, how do we stay strong in this? What do we pray for? How do we encourage others? Well, the truth of the matter is our world seems to be changing every 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, it's just there's always something new here. And it's because it's interesting. They call this a novel coronavirus. It's new. new right? You know, we don't know what this thing does. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how it responds to medicine. We don't know how it responds to temperature. We, we don't know. And the uh, opinions out there are all over the yeah. map on this. So it's a great question. What do we do with this? Well, the best thing is if we had just someone we could talk to who knew what's going on. Right. You know, if there was someone Somebody. who knew. Somebody out you know, there. And, of course, th <laughs> there is. And that's the advantage that a believer has is that we can, anytime, day or night, turn our thoughts, turn our, our, our prayers, turn to Jesus. We turn to the Lord and we talk to the one who um, knew about this before it ever happened yeah. and uh, knows when it's going to end and knows what's going to happen in the in-between time. Yep. And I don't know about you, but that gives me such confidence. Yeah. I mean, in the midst of the chaos, there is a peace that comes from knowing that God's in charge that uh, he wasn't somehow uh, blindsided by this. He's not cut off guard at all. Uh, no. And so so my, my first thing to people always is we need to. Yeah. And, and see, the exciting thing is, I want to tell you, we are in the midst of the greatest prayer movement that the world's ever seen. Now, <clears throat> here's the fun thing. I, <laughs> I had the, the chance uh, in January – National Prayer Committee, the group of about 140 national prayer leaders uh, came together in Sarasota, Florida, and we heard about 2020, about all of the prayer events. Now, <clears throat> the coronavirus was a distant right. Chinese thing. It existed thing. over there. Yeah, you know, yeah. so we weren't even thinking about that. But we were talking about all these amazing prayer events. And, and at the end of that, I did something I've never done before. I mean, literally in my life. Uh, and since I was in high school, I've been praying about revival, mm -hmm. about a spiritual awakening in the church. And I've never seen it. I've seen good things. Sure. I've seen times of excitement. I've never seen, and I would never, ever call something revival. That, that's just been my, my principle right. until I could see it, see it and say it. So the last week of January, in front of these national prayer leaders, I said, folks, I believe revival has begun. And I looked at, at all these amazing things going on, all this vast amount of prayer that was scheduled. Well, <clears throat> last week I sent a, a letter, an email to that same group of people. And I just told them, I said, I, uh, I shared in a very bold, maybe foolish, but bold way that I believe that <laughs> revival has begun. Let me tell you what I believe happened. I believe God heard that and he chuckled. Yeah. And he said, you know, that guy, Dave, he got it right. Revival has begun, but know that he's going to need some help. Yeah. 
It's it, a very different looking yeah. revival. It, from it's, it's a whole different thing. America it, knows it revival. was not all of these great, and they were great prayer events, right. great prayer events. But God said they're going to need a desperation yeah. if they're going to pray. So I want to tell you, I'm going to tell those who are, who are listening. Revival has begun. Yeah. And I mean, I mean that. It's, it is something unusual. Everyone's saying we're living in unprecedented times. Exactly. Yeah. And in those times, God is moving like I've never seen before. It is an extraordinary time of prayer. Uh, phone lines are filled with prayer calls, Facebook pages, YouTube. I mean, Christians are praying in greater numbers than ever before, and they're stuck in their homes. Right. They can't, isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's just like God, to isn't distract it? us. I mean, we have the internet, yeah. but there's no sports to watch. It's, that's so right. It's not a good show on TV anyway. So. It's just like God. <laughs> yeah. To to bring us to our to our knees, literally on our faces, in order to get our attention. Yeah. And I don't believe that God started the, the virus. No. He uses the evil that's already prevalent in yeah. the world to, to take what's intended for evil and bring it to good. Yeah. And so uh, so in the midst of all this, and, I, and I'm so concerned, I want to talk about how we can pray for people sure. hurting and things, because I'm very concerned for that. But I got to tell you, I'm more excited than I've ever been yeah. because God is on the move and things are happening. Yeah. And whenever you see that, I mean, Christians ought to be going, where do I sign up? Yeah. How can I be a part of what God is yeah. doing? And of course, the simple answer is you can start to pray like never sure. before. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that, that I've heard just people saying, well, are you canceling this or canceling that? I'm like, no, 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 we're not canceling anything. That, that's the opposite of what God wants us to do. We're finding new creative ways to worship, to pray, to, to involve, you know, our families in our spiritual life, You're doing things together rather than sending them downstairs and us go upstairs. And yeah, you know, all, all my life, we preachers have been saying things like to the, to the church. Right. Now you are the church. The building <laughs> isn't the church. You're the church. And everybody nods and goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but I'm going to go to yeah. church Sunday. You know, now finally it's like the whole church is going, Oh, <laughs> Oh, now we get it. That's what they've been saying all these years. We yeah. really are the church yep. and we're being driven outside of buildings and out where we can minister to people, yeah. even if it's from, our own homes. Yep, it's a very different ministry approach. What we tried to get people to do, I guess, really yeah. for decades at this point. Yeah. Um, and, and there's more things, obviously, we'll talk about that. So to get more specific with prayer, you know, yeah. the scriptures tell us even when we don't know what to pray, the spirit will intervene. That's a comforting passage at times. Yes. <laughs> but in times like this, it's really not. No. It's just no. not. So where do we go? Well, let me let me make some suggestions. Uh, my wife Kim has written, uh, I think, uh, some some great prayers and some ideas for how to pray when you're in the midst of this crisis, uh, and and uh, she calls it praying the word over the Corona crisis, <laughs> and uh, and and that's really what it is. And uh, and and so we're the way we've learned how to pray is by opening our Bible. And, and just reading the Word of God, yeah. which they're going to hear it. Mm -hmm. It'll be on your website. Yeah, and but, we'll, we'll post but links. It, it's going to be written out uh, at the harvestprayer.com website as well, mm -hmm. so they can go and get that. But uh, I, I want to suggest some ways that very practically the church can be the church from our homes yeah. because the, we can learn to pray in the midst of crisis. Yeah. You know, I can think of no better better way to do yeah. this. We've got the time. We do. You know, to do this. And... 
We've got the situation. We've got the circumstance. We ought to be ready. So the first one's going to sound a little different. But we would suggest to you that perhaps the most important thing we can do is pray that a repentant people would turn to God and seek revival. Yeah, we, we're probably a lot of us praying for healing, whether it's uh, physical healing or even financial, emotional healing, but really we need to focus on spiritual. Absolutely. First. We're, we're a sick nation, and Absolutely. I'm not talking right. about the coronavirus. Right. You know, we, we are ill spiritually. Yeah. And we all know that, we believe that, but sometimes it's tough when I'm sitting there and I'm watching a basketball game <laughs> to think about the illness that I have watching the basketball game right. or, or the other things or that I get involved in and get so busy and so caught up in this and, right. and, and the places we have to go and the things we have to do. And when those things are, are ripped away from us, yeah. what's left is a recognition we really have a significant spiritual illness called sin. And the key to that biblically is to repent yeah. and to seek the face of God for him to bring healing to us spiritually, emotionally, and yes, physically, physically, physically as well. well. Right. Uh, in Psalm 85 verse six, it says, will you not yourself revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? Yeah. And I think it's such a critical need for us mm. Uh, to recognize that repentance is the first step. Uh, my, my old friend Richard Owen Roberts said, uh, repentance is the first word of the gospel. Yeah, repent. And, and really, yeah. Yeah, repent. Yeah. Repent. And then there's some other things. But right. first of all, it's it's repent. Yeah. It's turn back yeah. You must to God. be the one to recognize yeah. that you, you need to do this. Yeah. What an amazing time we have. Yeah. If you think about it, in, in a sense— the silence for a change. We're a noisy yeah. society, but suddenly there's this silence. We're, we're in our homes as perhaps never before. Right. And, and for how long? And there, know. there, we can bring ourselves to this time of dealing with our sin, not only our own, but the sin of the nation, sure. the sin of the church, the sin of failing to be who God has called us to be. And so part of that, and what I've had to ask in my own life is, God, would you give me the gift of repentance yeah. to realize that it isn't just me working up a feeling. Right. It is that God needs to work on my heart through his spirit to give me that gift of repentance so that I may turn and, 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 and come back to God and ask him to do a work in me that's going to change me. Yeah. And it's a sense saying, I am the problem. The problem isn't the virus. Right. It's much deeper than that. I, I'm the problem, and God's the answer. And so I really believe that we begin our prayer with a prayer of repentance. Mm -hmm. um, second, I have six of these. Oh, you're if you're counting. I'm, I'm, if, if you're counting, no. there's six of them. <laughs> the, the second is, is to pray, and once again, this is going to seem a little different, but pray to God for God's people to resist the devil and to have the abundant life that Jesus wants to give us. This is spiritual warfare. Oh, absolutely. When you yes. start seeing yeah. people, and particularly I would say some of the most fragile uh, in our society, mm -hmm. uh, the, the elderly and those with compromised uh, immune systems yep. and those with underlying physical things, they're the ones that are being taken. That's, that's often how the devil works. He's not a gentleman. Right. He goes after those who are already yep. hurting. And 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 uh, according to Scripture, what Jesus said, and Jesus knew Satan well. Yes, <laughs> Jesus said the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Yeah. 
I mean, that's his agenda. Steal, kill, and destroy. But listen to what Jesus said. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I mean, what a choice. What a choice. Steal, kill, destroy. I've come to give life. Not only life, but abundant life. And so so I really believe that we need to, uh, in our prayer time, do what James says. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That's a promise of Scripture. Yes. We submit to God. We resist yep. the devil. We stand against him. In prayer, we recognize that this is a battle that we're going on. That's going on right, right now, and we're in the midst of it. Yeah. We're on the front lines in our homes. Yep. That's front line. When that Christian battle in the world that we live in, some of the gospel preaching out there says, "Well, Jesus has come to give you abundance in life." Yes. No, 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 that, no, that's not it. That so, isn't what he said. So when you when you reconcile <laughs> with what Jesus actually said, what you're being given right now, the opportunity to live life abundantly right now with your family, away from the pressures of everyday life, the schedules, yeah. the, the everything that's going on, maybe it allows us to evaluate that passage and see what Jesus really means by life to the fullest. Yeah, the abundant life Jesus was talking about didn't mean that you got there early and got all that that load of toilet paper right, yes, that yeah. everybody the was trying to get of bacon. Yeah, 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 or all yeah. that. <laughs> that's that's not the abundant right, life. It's right. so much more. And and it's sometimes it's only in our times of want and need and isolation that we begin to understand what Jesus is really talking really about. about. That it's in those times we begin to discover the abundant life that Jesus brings us and the enemy's desire to rob us of yeah. that. Well, and then that's a perfect setup there that Satan has used our schedules to rob us of the life that Jesus intended us for us. And now we're forced to realize, wait a minute, our schedules are keeping us from these important things Often. in this time that we could have with God, with our families and, and everyone else. Yeah. One of the things I've discovered is Satan often overplays his hand. Hmm which I think is what happened here. Definitely. He overplays his hand in an attempt to bring destruction you know, and death. But in the midst of it, suddenly the world's gotten quiet. Yeah. And there in the place of quiet is when we can hear from Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's where the abundant life comes from. Yeah. So, I love that. So let's look at uh, number three, uh, ways to pray in the midst of a corona crisis is, is that God's people will overcome fear and anxiety with peace. I really believe that's so important. Uh, many, many years ago, uh, it was uh, President Roosevelt who said that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Mm-hmm. We need to hear those words <laughs> yeah. because I believe it's that fear that is in some ways an even greater danger than the virus. Yeah. Uh, the, the way people respond the anger that is there, sometimes even the violence, we can get overwhelmed and fearful. The sad thing is when Christians can become anxious over this. Because one of the things that Jesus commands us is don't be afraid. Over and over and over again, he tells us, my peace I give to you. And then he says, now, that's not as the world gives. See, the only thing the world can offer you that calls peace is an absence of uh, Hostility, hostility or violence. Or violence yeah. That's all it can and offer. It's always temporary. Yeah, always, always temporary. And conditional. Yes, yeah, very <laughs> so, much so. Yeah. But what peace, what the peace that Jesus gives us is deep inside of us. Yeah. It's it's the peace that Jesus uh, actually exemplified on the night that he was betrayed. And when he was 
uh, taken before the authorities and, and they're accusing him of all sorts of things that are wrong and they're beating him and all these things and everyone's noisy and everyone's loud and everyone's crazy except for the one person who ought to be the most be concerned. Right? See, that's the characteristic of the Prince of Peace. Yeah. And that's the characteristic that he gives to us as a gift. Yeah. And so I, I love the way he phrases that because he doesn't say, go work on peace. Right. He says, my peace, I give you. Something I've discovered is we got to ask for for what God wants to give us. You got to ask for it. And so every day, you know, I'm always saying, Lord, help me to walk in peace today. I want to walk in your peace. That famous passage, the peace that passes understanding. We're at a moment in life where we can't understand what's happening. Yes. We need peace past the understanding. Yes. Because understanding might or might not bring us peace. So we, we've got to get past the, if, the human side of us that wants to know and just relax in his peace. If I sit there and absolutely just watch the television, you oh, know, all the time and all of the talking yeah, heads, I can't do all it. the things <laughs> going on, that'll simply steal your peace. Yep. That will bring anxiety. Yes. I love the way the, the passage you were alluding to in uh, Philippians uh, chapter 4 would say, now the peace of God, which which passes all understanding, right. will guard your hearts and minds mm. through Christ Jesus. Peace absolutely sets a guard you. on your heart and your yeah. mind. And that's what's really needed today yes. for all of us, every one of us. So my suggestion, don't just pray that for yourself. Pray that for your family. Pray that for your neighbors. Pray that for those who are around you, that particularly the church would have that peace that is attractive to others, that's going to draw them to Jesus, the Prince of Peace, more than anything else. Yeah, no. I think that's so, so important. So we're halfway through. Three. Okay. On the four. The fourth. There you go. Is pray for the church to arise to the opportunities that God is giving us to show compassion, unity, and that will show off the power of Jesus. Um, This is a time of great opportunity. In some sense, we have a tendency to look at this as a loss of opportunity. Oh, no, I can't watch the NCAA. Oh, no, the Masters has been postponed. Oh, no, oh, no. And we, we, all we do is we look at the loss of opportunity. Right. But I believe the biblical response, the godly response, is, is that we look at the amazing opportunities that are pre- before us now yeah. because of this crisis, because of people who are hurting, because people have needs and the church can help meet those needs. I, I was thinking something that, that my wife did uh, on our Facebook. We live in a little uh, condo community. And so we, we started a, uh, a Facebook page for people who live in that thing some months ago, a year ago. And uh, so she posted on that, hey, neighbors, if, if uh, anybody has any needs, let us know on this so yeah. we can share with each other. You know, now we may need to be this t- sort of thing where we <laughs> take what they need and set it outside their door and right, let them right. know, you know, because we got to be right. careful. And I believe Absolutely. in being careful there. But we can meet each other's needs as yeah. the church. Uh, we're not paralyzed by fear. No. We'll take some careful things. Sure. You know, when I saw you today, you know, Absolutely. I didn't shake hands, nope. offer my elbow, you yep, know, yep. but but uh, I think we can be very, very wise in in how we interact with one another. But what an amazing opportunity yeah. for us to minister to one another in times where 
There are people who can't get out. Yeah. Uh, people who shouldn't get out. People who need help. And it's the church. It is. And the, I get, I can't tell you how many emails from the various newsletters, things yeah. I subscribe, just ideas of ways to connect, oh. you know, with people in this, in this time. And, and not even just during this time, but this will end. Yes. So the moment it does, how are you jumping in yeah. action as the church? Yeah. So See, and that's the exciting thing. In a sense, this is a training time for us. Yeah. We're learning yep. how, to, how to creatively demonstrate our compassion yeah. and the love of Jesus to others. Yeah. That's what the church needs and, to be. And our, our people within the church need guys. It's not us, the pastors, that should be the ones coming up with all of these ideas. You're oh, at home no. alone too, yeah. hanging out, thinking you see the needs of your neighbors. You see those, those needs of those people around you. Meet them. Share yeah. with us how you're meeting them. Maybe we can expand that that project, yeah. if you will, across the church. Which is so. how great with we have, you know, the, the different means, social media, ways we can yeah. communicate with one another and and together become more effective than ever before. Yes. We can understand that church isn't about meetings. No. It really is. No. We've made it that way. Yep. But it's so much more than that. And so when we're praying here for the church to rise up to the, to to meet these opportunities with a creativity that God gives us, yeah. that's that's powerful. Absolutely. Number five, and here's you know it's so important here. We need to ask God to protect the elderly, those in compromised health situations who are the most vulnerable to this crisis. Um, there are. There are many out there, yeah. and uh, I saw a funny meme there. It said uh, that that moment you realized that when you're praying for the elderly, that you are they. <laughs> and, and you know that's that's kind of where where I am on this. Yeah. But you know the fact is, um, particularly when you look at this right now, those even older than me, those who are eighty and over. Mm-hmm are tremendously susceptible right. to this disease, we need to be praying for them. We need to be praying for protection. And I believe God provides for that. When you look at Jesus' great high priestly prayer in John 17, mm-hmm. one of the things he commands us to pray for is protection, yep. and particularly protection from the enemy. But I pray that particularly for those who are at highest risk. Yeah. You know, you can have someone who may be a lot younger than 80, but because they have a compromised immune system, right. they're also at, at high risk for yeah. this. We need to know those names. Yeah. You know, in your church, they need to know who has is in those sort of situations, and we all need to be praying yeah. for them. That just needs, they need to move to the, to the top of our prayer list, right. and we need to be praying for them and seeing if they have any needs, making sure they don't, uh, get outside yeah, and do some things that they shouldn't be help. doing. And so we pray and we minister to those who have uh, the, the greatest risk. Yeah. I think that's yeah. a great and, need for the church. I, I, I would love for people to share that with us. You've, you've got our, our office email address, office at bccbrazil.org. Uh, email us, get, get us that yeah. information. Um, we do have that American pride issue where people don't like oh. to ask for help and things. Um, and we've all, Fallen victim to that, I'm sure. We have, especially as American males, we've, yes. we've definitely fallen victim to that. But this is not the time. No, this is not the time for that. Uh, just it, because you can get out doesn't mean you should. It's time to humble yourself yeah, and to allow others to serve. And it also means it's time for those of us who can yes, to do to, that to, to serve to minister here. Yep. Okay, number six, last one in, last one. in our list yes. of ways to pray is is to pray coming against the depression mm. for those who have lost jobs whose children are out of school, 
who feel helpless, who feel isolated. You know, we are not intended to be a people who are off by ourselves somewhere. And yet, as perhaps never before in our lifetime, we're a society that's now cut off from each other. You know, if you have to work, go to work and get home. You know, wash your hands 20 times. Be careful even at home. I mean, it, we, all of the instructions in a sense, and I get it, and it's important, but they're intended to separate us from others. That's going to lead to some deep depression. Absolutely. You know, that's serious. And, and you, or, or you're a, a young mom who, not able to work more because you got to stay home and you care for your kids and you got kids who ought to be in school, but they can't be in school. Yeah. And that leads to depression. It leads to, it leads to, to all sorts of sure. issues in, in families. Uh, you can feel helpless and isolated. We've got to start praying for one another. Here's a good word. Don't only pray for them, but let people know you're praying. Yeah. Uh, Kim and I were talking, we, we need to, to make some more phone calls. Yeah. You know, we just need to pick up the phone and not ask for anything except, hey, we just thought of you today. Hope you're doing well. Just yep. want you to know we're praying for you. Yeah. You know, and, and if it's someone around us, sure. is there anything you need? Yep. You know, and, and we got to be careful. We're, we're older. We're right. not supposed to be getting out a whole lot. But there Phone are calls, yeah. text messages, Facebook, instant messages. Yeah. Those, don't, those don't cost you any germs. You're good. But that's right. <laughs> but we can, we can do these things. Yeah. All of us at any level, wherever we are, can be praying for those who are struggling with that isolation and the depression and the heaviness that's coming from a circumstance that seems to have knocked out all of the props from under us. And that's when the great opportunity comes for God's Holy Spirit to come in in force and to fill us and to, to use us and to make us so aware of the presence of Christ in our lives, which brings hope even in the midst of a virus and the darkness that's surrounding us. Yeah. Well, so many, even even believers, while we claim our hope and faith is in Jesus, we literally prop ourselves up with our schedules, our lifestyles, our kids even, you know, all that's those right. things. And when we can't do those, we don't feel like our, our jobs, yeah. then we, we succumb to the reality that we actually live in that we don't that's trust right. fully in yes. Christ. And, and that can be a very difficult awakening and depression, um, that full anxiety. I mean, those are real things that happen. Um, I believe the church's greatest days are ahead of us. Absolutely. We're moving into revival. Absolutely. Just get ready, church. It's going to be exciting. God still it, has us here for a reason. It is. Absolutely. It is. So uh, thank you for having uh, having me here oh. and having the opportunity to share because I'm I'm excited about what, what Berea Christian is, uh, is going to be doing. In, in response to what's happening in the world today. Yeah, we're, we're praying for God to do great things in, in us and, and then in this community and, and beyond. Um, it's an incredible opportunity that none of us fully know how to capitalize on yet. We, we don't know what to do with this moment. And it's so, the new normal, yeah, isn't it? Just, just praying for God's guidance and God's leadership in this and allow him to let things like technology work. That's and right. uh, uh, yeah, simple phone calls. That technology is so, pretty old. Yes. And, and we can use it to our advantage. So that's great. Um, yeah, it's, it's a crazy thing, but it's, it's true. Um, you know, I, one of the things that I mentioned earlier and I, I don't know, you know, what, uh, what all is going on in the, the online world, but, um, just we could, uh, we are, we are getting some comments. So, um, if anybody has anything they, they want to ask of Dave or, or myself or 
whatever. Uh, now would be a great time to give us some feedback, uh, what we're trying to do here. Um, we can always edit this portion out if we need to <laughs> later on for further posting. <laughs> if they ask a question that we just stare at each other going, like, I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, but for me, I, that's, I don't mind that. No. I don't mind not knowing no. the answers sometimes. Oh, I've, I've gotten very good at yeah, that. I, I don't know. <laughs> sometimes I don't know because I've forgotten, but I yeah. don't know. <laughs> that is that is reality. Um, so anyway, hey, Lynn told me she was going to watch, and there she is. She did. Um, so no, it's it's been a pleasure. I it's just it's just so funny because I remember I talked with with Tony and Jerry Cooksey one day. Tony in, in specific and Don Timberman was a part of the conversation. I said, "Hey, we should have Dave come over and, and talk to our people." And I said, "Okay, that's great." So that's when we began the process yeah, of right. of getting a hold of you and uh, you and I talked. I'm like this is a great idea. I was even going to set up a time further for you to come in on Sunday morning mm -hmm. and and speak with folks, and then the world changed. It's and we said, in, in a moment, yeah. in just a moment, yep. it did. And yeah. on Monday afternoon, we we sat down as a staff and eldership and said, okay, what do we want to do with this moment? And uh, they said, well, can we do this? I said, well, we can try. And Seth and I have tried. And so far, looks like somewhat succeeded. So that's awesome. Um, and then I said, hey, guys, would you be all right if Dave and I just got together on Thursday night and kind of did what we were going to do anyway, but made it a little something different? And uh, they said, sure, go for it. So a great, great, great test run. So um, I guess we can close with this. Would you sure. pray? I would, I would, I would love awesome to. Love to here. do that. Lord, thank you so much for this evening, the opportunity that we've had to uh, just to share with brothers and sisters all over this area. Thank you for Berea Christian. I thank you for the strong witness of the gospel that they've had through the years. And I pray now that you would continue to guide them by your spirit to, to be even stronger, a light for Christ in this area, and to minister in power in the midst of the chaos that's going on with your peace guarding their hearts and minds. Lord, you as the Prince of Peace, leading them every bit of the way. Lord, may these days become the very best of days as you revive your people and empower us by your Spirit to live lives that bring honor and glory and great fame to the name of Jesus, our Savior and Lord, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Dave, for being here. Uh, again, we'll have this posted uh, hopefully soon online, uh, at least on our YouTube channel, possibly on our on our uh, uh, a link on our Facebook page, but then possibly on our website as well. And I just want to remind you, Sunday, 10 a.m., we're all going to meet together just in your living room um, this time instead of here at the church. So thank you guys so much for being part of this with us, and we look forward to doing this until God allows us to all gather back together again. Dave? We'll continue to pray for you and your ministry. Thank you so uh, it much. It is incredibly important right now in this time, obviously, as always. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Good night.